Welcome to On The Brink, a fresh lens to take you and your business to new heights. Remember, I'm Andy Seidman, your host and your guide. I think we're about 300 plus podcasts. We've been ranked in the top 5% of global podcasts and the top 20 of futurist podcasts. So to you, our listeners, our audience, I can't thank you enough for listening and sharing. And today I have a fantastic woman I want you to meet, Jan Merchandani, is a fantastic website designer and understands the internet and the SEO of things. We had her do several websites for our clients and they were fantastic. Even the clients were fantastic. But it's fun to work with Jan because she really understands what Google has done. They've transformed the buyer's journey. The first thing you're going to think about when you have a need is to go online and search for it. And there is a Jan website waiting for you. Jan, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. We're going to do three things today for my audience as you're listening in or watching. First, I want Jan to tell you about her own journey. You know how important that is to set the stage. Then we're going to talk about what has Google done to change the way we search, we buy, and we find solutions to what we need. And why is that so important for your identity, your brand, your presence, and what you communicate into the marketplace? Now, at the Westchester Business Council event where Jan was speaking, the others were talking about LinkedIn and social and Instagram. You may be worried about that as well. But without a good foundation on your website, with your content, with your blogs, you don't exist. And the first thing someone will do if they see an Instagram thing is look you up. So why aren't you thinking web first? And that website is so important. Jen, thank you for being here. Oh, Tell it's us. a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, you're smiling and I am too, because I do enjoy working with you. Tell the audience. Well, likewise, it's always fun to work with you. It's always fun. Tell them about yourself. Who is Jen? So I actually started my career back in the day, really before websites were even a thing. In fact, it's just a kind of a funny aside. I remember when I was in high school and um, they brought in the, like one of the first desktop computers and I was like, oh, was ever going to use that thing. And so I clearly was not like, you know, I, I can't say that I was very uh, forward thinking back then. Um, but obviously over the many years, you know, my, my actual career kind of started in, in marketing, um, in corporate. I worked for several large asset management companies back in the day. Um, and then uh, my company was merging with another company and I was fortunate enough to get a package um, and they actually became my first client. So, you know, <laughs> when I happens. first started, the, yeah, I, I, I mean, it was just such a funny kind of coincidence. And, and um, you know, my intention really was to keep at the time I was working in marketing, I was sort of specializing in uh, back, back then it was desktop publishing. <laughs> and um you know, so I started and then, and, you know, as, as I started my family around that same time, it was very difficult to kind of balance the two. So I really started fo- changing my focus to working with smaller um, organizations and smaller businesses. And what I realized in fairly short order was that it was really the, the technology. It was really the internet of things that that businesses were, small business owners were saying, you know, we really need to understand this and it's supposed to be, you know, the end all and be all and it's supposed to be easy and we should be able to get in here, but I'm afraid. And there just really was sort of a, in my opinion, a a dearth of experts to 
sort of Sherpa, these small business owners and, and nonprofit organizations through on, you know, getting a website up and running and, and all of that. So I really did a, a complete pivot and went all in on just uh, the digital and, and uh, desktop publisher, um, pardon me, uh, website design. And I taught myself. I took my, I took what I had learned over, you know, a decade plus of, of marketing and then taught myself the technology. And that to me is really the, the beauty of it. It's that sweet spot between, you know, kind of communicating your, your unique selling proposition and what makes you special with also the nerdy geeky things of, you know, how we can, how we can communicate that effectively online. So, um, you know, that was, that was sort of the, you know, not so straight path to where I got to, uh, to where I am now. Well, I bet you can also reflect out to our audience about what your clients are asking for, thinking about, and perhaps missing because mm-hmm. search has become the way people find things. You know, I had a great client and he was in Texas. He had a foundry and his clients stopped picking up the telephone mm-hmm. and his sales guys were having a terrible time getting inside to buyers who they used to use. Yeah. And so when I, I went out to find out what was happening, the boomer buyers had retired and the 30-somethings didn't use the telephone. And they laughed. They said, well, we don't pick up the phone. We go online. We go searching. And he said to me, that's how they buy now. I said, yes, that's how people buy now. So give us a little of the evolution of both search and the web. You know, it's interesting because I, I, I had a conversation not that long ago with a client who was very similar. He found me on Google wasn't anybody that I had any experience with. He says, I'm not getting any phone calls. I'm not getting any inquiries from my website. What's going on? And I went in and sure enough, it was like, you know, he wasn't getting found on any of the search engines. We won't get into that whole nonsense because it was, it was a mistake that had been made um, by his previous developer. And, but that was both phone calls and emails and, you know, form inquiries and statistics show, even if somebody hands a friend a business card. The first thing that they're going to do is look you up online. They're going to go to your website and, you know, check you out even before they pick up the phone or send an email inquiry. So, I mean, statistics and and surveys have borne that out. So they're definitely going to your website. And that leaves aside even, so those are just the referrals, right? What about all of the people who don't even know that you exist and don't know anybody who's going to refer you? People who are doing a Google search, Um, You know, if they're looking for an attorney, if they're looking for, you know, any kind of service provider, they're going to do a Google search. They're doing their due diligence. That is where they start. You know, we we are living in the age of educated consumers. So, you know, to try and, and, you know, swim upstream just to me just does not make sense. So, you know. For me, I, I always tell clients, you know, when they say, well, we, you know, we need to zhuzh up our website. We need to make it look a little bit nicer. I'm like, well, that's part of it, maybe. Um, but, you know, the reality is, is you need to think about what you're saying. Who are you communicating with? Are you trying to, are you really attracting your best customers? Or are you just trying to, you know, kind of throw spaghetti against a wall and say, these are all of our list of services. Um, you know, it's a little bit, it's, it's more nuanced than that. So you really do need to kind of think about your audience first and not just kind of features and benefits? Well, it's not a brochure. And the problem is when you think of it as a um, online brochure, it's flat and it offers you no value. And quite frankly, like a brochure, you hope people read it maybe, but it doesn't provide any 
service. So my pitch always is what's your value? Because it comes through before anyone has come into you or even after it's on your web. So we make sure there are um, about 10 areas where we score highly. So you want to Google corporate anthropologist, I'm on the first page. You know, my blog about why culture change is essential if you're going to change is on the first page. It may not be the first one, but it's down within the first step. Uh, Blue Ocean Strategy Expert. I can't beat the book, but I'm on that second page. Sometimes my my stuff's on the first page. Think through what are the key words that you want to be known for? What's your authority? Because search is looking for an authority. And the second thing that we've learned, and I'm sure you tell this to your clients, is Google's already gone to local. You're in to ask, who's a good attorney near me? Or what's a good restaurant near me? It already knows you want to go near me. Right. You know, it doesn't, you don't need to be in England. You need to be near me. Right, right, right. That, it, it's a numbers game, a hundred percent. And, you know, what you said too about, you know, like what, you know, what search terms do you want to be known for? One of the first things that I sort of counsel my, my clients on are, it's not what necessarily to how you identify yourself, because many of us sort of fall into, you know, I do website design and development. And, you know, we get very jargony, right, very quickly on because, you know, that's the language of our profession. That's not necessarily what our best clientele are looking for, because they don't know necessarily the language of our profession. So you got to kind of throw the jargon out the window to a large extent. Um, you know, and that's, you know, that it goes back to what I was saying before about, you know, always client first, always your audience first. What are they looking for? And it may not be the, you know, very professional jargony terms that you think of yourself in terms of, I don't think that's a proper English sentence, but um, <laughs> so, you know, so, so you, you know, again, you just always going back to, to clients first. And then, you know, what you're talking about in terms of, you know, local search, it's a numbers game, right? So if you're getting a hundred thousand visits to your website and making up numbers, but you know, a hundred thousand visits to your website. And of those 1% is your ideal client versus, you know, a thousand visits to your website and 50% of those are your ideal client. You know, how does that, I'm not even sure if that math works out, but you know, the point, you know, you really want to make sure that you're, you're focusing on your ideal client so that it's not just, you know, Apple is sort of the, the big standard example of that, right? If somebody's doing a search for Apple, are they looking for, they're going to go Apple picking with their family or are they looking for an iMac? Yes. You know, are you, you know, so again, when you're looking at the search, are you being found for the right terms? And it's, you know, so it's the right terms. It's what your audience is looking for. Yep. And it may be, it may be some of that. It may be some of that jargon if you're looking for other professionals. And I certainly know um, clients that are like, you know what, I have collaborative partners. I have um, other industry professionals that refer business to me. So maybe you do want to attract people with some of that. And it goes right directly to what you were talking about in terms of thought leadership and, and being really known for your expertise and being solid in your, in your core um, expertise. It's not all that different than the life before the internet, mm-hmm. um, because we forget that people buy from people. And, right. and so the whole process is how do you make yourself come alive uh, mm-hmm. online in a way? And I went to one client and he downloaded pages off my website in yellow under mocked him. When I went there, I was in shock. He knew enough about me. He'd watch the videos. Right. That was how he bought. 
And I, we're still colleagues, uh, but it was an interesting experience on my part because he was looking for content to mm-hmm. pre-legitimize his decision to contact us. Right. Two days ago, last week, um, we actually had somebody who found us online because they wanted to do a culture change project and needed the organizational cultural assessment instrument. Or conversely, they wanted to do culture change and found me with the OCAI. I'm never quite sure what it was. But all of this comes down to once you have your website, think backwards of what are people searching for? Not just a word. You know, the word culture has millions of searches, but that's not what you want. Um, You want a culture change expert in New York or something that gives it a long tail that locks you in. And then you better have it on your website so that the 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 little, you know, this wonderful thing that's looking for you can find you, which sounds so mysterious. But that's how the world is working now. Now, yeah, you know, and you said long term keyword, which is really true. I mean, it's really, you know, think about how we do our own searches, right? We put in a question. Yes. You know, and, and, you know, it might be a very long question because that's how we're getting all of those little, you know, markers in, into the search engine to say, I'm looking for this whole, all of this. Yeah. Um, you know, and the other thing too, that people don't often realize in terms of the SEO on their website and, and, you know, when I say SEO, I'm really just talking about the organic, right. Yes. I'm not talking about paid placement. I'm not talking yeah. about paid ads or anything. You know, it's really just about people finding you organically. And, you know, what people don't realize is they think, well, I need to optimize my website, which of course you do, but your website isn't showing up for search results. A page on your website, an article that you have written, a video that you have shared is showing up in the search results. So, you know, you don't have to, and this is the other thing I see with clients a lot, especially like on their homepage. Like we have to put everything on the homepage because that's where people are going to be coming in. And, you know, we have to kind of rethink, you know, we call it a homepage, but that's only a percentage of your visitors are coming. It's the door that opens to who you are. Right, exactly. All of those other articles, all of that other material that you're sharing on your website is conveying your thought leadership and your expertise and your knowledge and your personality. That's going to be a large part of it as well. Um, And that's what's going to bubble to the surface for, you know, for these search results. Now, let's go a little further because um, there's a whole world of backlinks. You know, Mm -hmm. your ranking depends on how others have uh, linked back to you for some. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, it's a great way I get, you know, I I share articles all the time about tools that I love to use for clients, and I will link to those sources. So that gives those those additional, uh, that gives them sort of additional SEO juice, as we like to say, Um, you know, and likewise, when people share your information, whether, you know, we're not pushing too hard on social media, that's a whole other a whole other animal, but, you know, sharing on social media, sharing on, on, um, other, other websites, other, um, you know, uh, credentialed websites, other, you know, really, um, substantial websites when they're linking back and saying, you know, here, here's an interesting article that Andrea Simon wrote about, you know, creating change in your organization. Um, yep. That all lends credence, right. And lends authority to your your information and your expertise. Um, so, you know, so to the extent that, you know, you can guest blog somewhere, do a podcast somewhere, you know, all of that information then gets shared, it gets shared in the, the original source, but then links back hopefully to, you know, to your website as well. 
you know, and you, you know, you said something interesting earlier about, you know, it's not so different than how it was kind of in the days, you know, in the, the, the um, ancient days pre-internet, right? It really is the same. You know, how people behave, we have not evolved so much, <laughs> I to say, you know, in the last 20 years. Our tools have changed. Our tools have certainly evolved, but how we make decisions is very much the same. We base, you know, we base our decisions based on who we know and trust, who we like, who we feel comfortable with. Um, you know, so the extent to the extent that we're networking with others, we're connecting and, and collaborating with others and sharing mm-hmm. others as, you know, this is somebody that I know and trust and, you know, feel, you know, I feel confident recommending them. You know, that's, that, that all lends credibility, not only to the others, but to you as well. And now a word from our sponsors, Simon Associates Management Consultants. That's us. And we're here to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. Whether you are an organization that's stuck or stalled or an individual in that organization who's looking to rethink their own life's journey, Simon Associates has designed programs and processes to help you do just that. Our first book, On the Brink, a fresh lens to take your business to new heights, told the stories of seven clients who were stuck or stalled and a little anthropology helped them see things through a fresh lens, reignite their growth and soar again. My new book that came out in January, 2021 is called Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. It's all about how 11 women, including myself, were able to see past the hurdles, the glass ceilings and the brick walls and become the best that they could be. They heard things like women aren't lawyers and women can't lead and women aren't in geosciences. And they said, of course we are. And they really pushed through and did it with such ease that they want other women to see what's possible. At the end of the book, I provide a bit of a how-to process for you. If you're on the brink of rethinking your own life's journey, it's time to pause, step back and ask yourself, where am I going? What's my passion and my purpose? And am I there or can I get there? Send us your emails to info at andysimon.com and we'll get right back to you to see how we can help. On andysimon.com are some free chapters for both books. And you can also join our newsletter and our Facebook group, Rethink with Andy Simon. We are bringing together women to help other women do what they can't do by themselves, very often to see what's possible and become the best that they can be. Come join us. And now back to our podcast. You know, as you're talking, one of the websites you built for us was for a client, and they do a good deal of um, blogging mm-hmm. and and showcasing their customers on their site. Right. Now, I often, when I'm working with clients, we have two leadership academies, and I talk about belonging cues. Mm-hmm. You know, this builds trust because they become um, icons for others who are looking for people just like me. Okay. So that if you can do it for them, ah, you might be able to do it for me. All of this is so even our podcasts and celebrating others. It's not about us. It's about collaborating belonging. And these are the kinds of folks I want to share with our audience so they know that we're good at whatever it is that we're doing here. But I do think the world of the web is mysterious. You said small business, not-for-profits. And I'm not quite sure why they don't realize that they go shopping the same way. They want to find something, but they don't really think of it for their own company in the same fashion as if, so who would buy me as an attorney or an accounting firm or whatever? And well, why wouldn't they? If you give them the right answers to the question of how do I handle the new tax law? 
You know, what is it that matters? They're not, what matters isn't the name of your company, maybe the logo, but really is, do you have an answer to my question? And if you do, then you must be trustworthy and I may belong to you. So the buyer, you're right, hasn't evolved that much. It's just the tools that we use to get there. It is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we did say something about social. When we post something, we immediately go out and we're HubSpot partners and we post it on all the social. And then we email it to all of our friends and family who are on our CRM. And we then follow up a week later with in case you missed it. We're going to talk a little bit about how to leverage social as opposed to depend on it. Because, there's, you know, if you don't have good content, then social doesn't give you much. It's a vehicle for talking to people. What are your thoughts? Oh my God, I couldn't agree more. You know, clients often kind of look at me like, what? Because <laughs> they say, oh, you know, do you do social media? I said, well, you know, I can work with you on your social media, but I will not execute social media on behalf of clients. <laughs> um, so that, that they're like, but you do digital marketing. I said, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, you know, social media is great, as you say, if you have great content. Um, but you have to have content. It's rented. That's rented space. I always tell clients, it's like, you know what? Facebook, LinkedIn, um, you know, they can change Instagram, uh, you know, all of these, these channels, TikTok is the, like, you know, the newest hot thing. They can change their algorithms. They can change their, their, you know, user agreements anytime without your yep. permission, without, <laughs> without your agreement, you have no say in it. They, you know, can take your content as soon as you upload it, it's theirs. It doesn't, it no longer belongs to you. Yes. You're in rent, you're, you know, you're in a rented space there. As opposed to your website, you own that real estate. You can take your website and you can move it from one hosting platform to another. I've done that plenty of times with clients and we're like, you know what, we don't like to set up over here. It's not meeting our needs anymore. And we take yeah. it and we move yeah, it somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Your domain, you own that. You can move it from, from one registrar to another. And all of that is as you make those decisions um, for your for your business, or your organization. Um, so it's really important to kind of understand that difference of, you know, what you really do control versus what somebody else controls for your for your organization. Not to say that it doesn't have any needs, because, again, you know, we all go to networking events. We all, you know, say, oh, I haven't seen so and so for a while. I should, you know, I should reach out, you know. Those those platforms have their their uses certainly LinkedIn especially you know to stay in touch with colleagues as they move from one job to the next and you might not necessarily have their home phone number um, so it is important but it is it's also important to understand what the value is and and you know where where one is a tool for networking another one is a tool for really having that conversation with your clients in terms of, or your prospective clients in terms of this is really our expertise. You're not, you really shouldn't be selling on social media on your website. It's perfectly appropriate to be a little bit more salesy. You really don't want to do that on, on social media. So, you know, again, what are the tools and why are you using them? It is uh, interesting as I'm listening to you because um, the world of LinkedIn is a science all into itself right. and Instagram as well. But 65 to 70 percent of the um, traffic to our, our website comes from organic. Yeah. And, and if you and then and Twitter is much more effective as a generator of leads to our website than the others are. I mean, I, and I can see it in the data and I go, well, you feed the ones that feed you. <laughs> and, and and you play with the others to be um, present. 
Right. Um, but, you know, for, God, for whoever is listening, what is your strategy? And what are you offering and to whom? And what do you know about what's working? Because it's all in the data. And right. if you're not watching your Google Analytics, you don't see where the sources are, you're missing what the world is giving you, which is a platform to know how to build your business organically on, on, on the internet. Now, for those who aren't up on a good website yet, I urge you to talk to a Jan or someone like Jan um, because you're missing the way the world is buying. The first thing people do if they're curious about something is they search. And if you don't come up on the first couple of pages, you don't exist. And unless someone is referring them to you, you get a lot of work to build a market in a changing buyer's journey. Now, but we are about ready to wrap ourselves up, Miss Jan. What are two or three things you want to make sure our audience doesn't forget and leaves knowing about? Well, the first thing is, is what I said right at, at the beginning is it's absolutely essential that you really kind of get out of your own head and think about what your prospective clients are looking for. You know, one thing that I always say to, to new clients is, you know, think about the 10 questions that you get most often when you, you know, start with a new project or, you know, a, a new client. You know, they're, they're telling you everything that you need to know about what any other prospective client is going to be asking you because that's it's the same question. So, you know, that's really the first thing that you want to do is, is, is come back to, you know, what are those prospective clients looking for, um, you know, and then in terms of, you know, overall presence and, and how you're presenting yourself online, you know, it goes back to, we haven't really talked about branding, but, you know, the branding experiences, you know, if you, you know, hopefully people have watched and listened to us today, when they go to my website, they'll say, oh, well, that tracks with what I saw on Andy's podcast. And then if they pick up the phone or send me an email, that experience should be the same as well. You know, Back in the day when I first started, it was like, oh, I have to be very buttoned up and I have to be very professional. And, you know, and I, I kind of subjugated my, my own personality to, to a large extent. And over time, I'm like, you know what, that, that's hard to sustain over time. <laughs> so, you know, let that personality show, because in many, many instances, that is going to be your, your sales differentiator. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that's important also. and and you know, don't set your website and forget it and say, okay, well, we just dusted it off and we just did a new website and, you know, now we're done for another five years. I mean, you should be really taking a look at it regularly. You should be adding articles regularly. And I know, you know, I have the same issue that every one of my clients have. I'm like, oh, I gotta write a blog. Um, but, you know, again, go back to what you have, bring in guest bloggers, um, but definitely make sure that you are paying attention regularly to your website to add new content, answer those questions that your prospective clients are asking you or, you know, what your clients are asking you. Um, so and that's sort of that's sort of it in a nutshell. Um, I'm going to have Jan tell you where you can reach her. But one of the things that I do, just as a tip to, to add, is that we like to post three times a week. And we like to post on our list of long tail keywords mm-hmm. and make sure the URL and the subheads are all the right ones mm-hmm. for people searching for that. So there's a little science to how to do those. Um, but a- after a while, you're building on the story so that you know, blogs that I put on two or three years ago have set the stage for what we're adding on to currently now. And and sometimes I, I look back and forward, I say it really has grown into a storybook. That's what you are is a storybook. And the story is like a movie set and you're adding your next 
year. And, and think about the year in terms of content you want to share. It's okay. They don't have to be long. You know, 800 words, three paragraphs, and the right keywords get you content so the search engines know you're the expert in that particular field. But don't wait, because if you wait five years, you're worthless. That website is uh, not going to months, you. honestly. I mean, six yeah. months, it's like, you know, all everything else is new. And I'll add a little bonus that you, you just reminded me of is, you know, it's okay to go back to an article or a post that you, you know, writ, you wrote, you know, three years ago, a year ago, things change. So dust that off, rewrite it, um, you know, depending on how much you've changed the original article, you can either update the, you know, the date on it or, or just leave it with a little note that you updated it, you know, since, um, so that you're not always having to craft new content. You know, you really can go back to, you know, and it might be interesting for your readers to see, oh, well, you know, originally back in, you know, 2011, Jan said, you know, these were her favorite tools and she's added three new ones since. And, oh, that's kind of interesting how the technology has changed. So, I mean, you can certainly do that. Um, to update what you've already got. And when you get launching that new website, don't forget to tell everybody you have an email list. They are a rich source of, of a high. You know, we've just updated our website and we can't wait for you to read the new articles on there or let us know what you need. So, I mean, it's all about you, not me. <laughs> and I did it for your sake, not mine. Right, uh, right. Jan, yeah, we haven't you... even touched on email. I mean, email is a great way to share your content from your website to, um, to your audience. And that drives traffic back to your website. Yes. You know, so again, when we're talking about SEO, I mean, all of that traffic that you're generating through, you know, the, the people that you're already connected with um, is a great source for SEO as well. Jan, where can people reach you? Um, I can be reached at westchestermarketingcafe.com. That's the easiest way. You can fill out the online form there, or you can reach me directly at Jan, J-A-N-N, at westchestermarketingcafe.com, or give me a call at 914-806-7720, and I'd be happy to, to chat. And, and she's a happy chatter. I must say <laughs> that uh, she does beautiful work, and it's a pleasure to see you today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Now, for all of our listeners and our audience who are watching, I can't tell you what fun it is to share great people with you. And as you know, my job is to help you see, feel, and think in new ways, which is just what we've done today with Jen. But don't underestimate the power of the internet, your website, and the kinds of ways it tells a story. We're all story makers and storytellers. And that's what's so powerful today. You have a platform. And nobody's controlling you. Tell that story in a great fashion and keep telling it over and over so that you can rise on those rankings because they matter. I'm Andy Simon. I'm your host and your guide. My two books are out there at Amazon waiting for you. It's so much fun. I did a book group the other day, book club, on Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. And these were really wonderful, high-powered women in the commercial real estate world. And I was fascinated about how they had read the book and how it had touched them differently than I might have thought. And that's always so interesting when you read a book because you put your story into it and they were all wanting to know how could their stories be like these stories. So I urge you to read it and get a hold of me if you want me to talk at your book club or your organization. I love to share both the origin myth of this book, Smashing Myths, as well as the women who are inside it who were so gracious to share their stories like Jan has done today. It's been such fun. Um, bye. Take care. Remember, find me at info at andysimon.com. 
And we're always here to help you see, feel, and think in new ways, change your organization or change yourself. It's been wonderful. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye, Jan. Take care. Bye.